I kid you not, if you were to listen very closely, maybe even not that closely if you have good hearing, there is a symphony of frogs outside. Like it is so loud that I cannot get rid of it. I can go to any room in my house and it's going to be frogs in a choir singing at the top of their lungs. I think they're super stoked and celebrating because it's been raining for the past week and I'm happy for them. So if you have a problem with hearing frogs in the background, then uh, I have a problem with you. So there you go. Anyway, hi, I'm Kaylee and this is my last straw. Welcome. My last straw this week is that I had a little bit of a melodrama moment. I'm not gonna lie. It was highly dramatic and I think I just have to be okay with that. But here's the thing. I have some problems. Like I go to therapy, it's fine. I have some problems with my self-worth as most eldest daughters do. Um, not to overgeneralize, but that is kind of a common theme. And I looked at my degrees that are on the wall. I have a bachelor's and a master's degree and they're just chilling on the wall. And in a fit of rage and kind of a general sense of like poor me attitude, I decided to just take those puppies off the wall and put them underneath my house in storage because my mentality was I'm not using them at my shitty job where I don't get paid enough and um, I'm not where I wish I would be at this stage of my life career-wise and so why even have them up? I don't use them. I don't use those degrees. I'm doing a little idiot job for idiot money. So they can go sit in a corner and think about what they've done to me while I continue to do my shitty little job until I get a better one. So yeah, that's my last straw. So in the spirit of trying to heal and trying to be a positive influence on others, I figured that today I would talk about the struggle I feel to not only find worth in myself outside of academics or work, but also just this general issue that I have where I just cannot be proud of myself for anything. There is, I mean, this is just how my brain works. There's just nothing that I can think of that I am genuinely proud of myself for. And I know that's bullshit because I've done some cool stuff and I've accomplished a lot of things. But if I take a step back, I'm like, eh, I should have done that anyway. How fucked up is that? It's kind of screwed up. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that does this, but I am very much the problem here. Like my general sense of angst is a direct result of me creating the problems that create my angst. So here, we're gonna look at my life through an objective standpoint lens, okay? I had all of the privileges in the world. I was the first to go to college in my family. And, you know, I took out student loans like the next person. I was able to go to college. I got a bachelor's degree. I immediately went and got my master's degree. I got married young to the coolest person on the planet and we live happily and healthy and we're very financially stable. We own a house and I cannot take credit for any of that. I cannot sit down, look at what I've gathered together and say anything other than, well, I should have done that anyway. That was the bare minimum. Or if somebody else did it, it would be cool. But if I did it, it's just me doing what I need to do. And I hate it, but I truly do not know how to reframe that pattern. And so I'm not here to 
you know, share with you the wisdom of the world and how to love yourself more or be more forgiving to yourself or hype yourself up because I suck at it. I'm so bad at it in so many aspects of my life. And part of it was just like, I mean, this degree thing. I see him on the wall and I'm just like, what am I doing with my life? My job is something that I hate. I get no joy from it. I'm not helping a single person. And that's kind of the messaging I received when I was growing up is that I would have a job if I go to college that I would be proud of. And I would be not only financially stable, but also fulfilled in a way. And that is just not my experience. I think in general, I'm just not built for this corporate ladder bullshit because it's so political. And I do a lot of work that I think should kind of be respected, but I don't have the title that I want. I don't have the pay that I want because it's just one of those things where the industry I'm in is, it's, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just very hierarchical because there are different categories of employees. And like you you normally have your managers and your supervisors and everything, but this is just a little more, um, it's public sector. So it's just a lot more political and there's a lot more nuance to these, the separation of these groups. And I really struggle with it. As somebody who I do think I'm smart, I do think I'm intelligent. I think I have good ideas. I know I'm a hard worker. I bust my ass. And it's never rewarded. It's never appreciated. And instead, it's just I'm the help. But I'm doing the whole thing. (laughs) It's not like I'm just doing a piece of a puzzle. It is I am doing the whole puzzle. But because of the guidelines in this organization, myself and a lot of my colleagues don't get credit because there is this very clear boundary with each. And it sucks. I don't like it. I like getting accolades. I'm totally a uh, tell me how great I am person. I need that because I rarely think that I'm great. So I need to hear from other people that all of the work and effort I put in is actually a good thing and it's doing something. So I'm seriously struggling here. And when I take a step back, it's not just this job. It has been every single step of the way my whole life. I have not felt good enough and it doesn't do anything like because I have issues. Okay. Okay. I go to therapy. It's fine. I'm dealing with it, but I don't care that I have created impossible expectations and standards for myself, but it makes me so sad when I think about the fact that there are other people and many of them who I love that probably put the same level of expectation and stress on themselves that I put on myself. It's okay if I do it, but not if you do it. Don't do it. Okay. This is me telling you I can have problems. You can't. Okay. You're too special and wonderful for that. So don't do it. Stop it. I know that if my Zach, my husband listens to this, he's going to be rolling his eyes and he's like, dude, I tell you this all the time. And I know Zach but it's hard for me. We've talked about this, man. It's really freaking hard. I just think that I need to be somebody, if that makes sense. I just need to be somebody. I need to do something that's meaningful. I need to inspire people. I need to lead people. I cannot feel like a loser. It is a detriment to my entire life and my health, and it makes everything in my life seem so shitty. And nothing is shitty. 
okay, I'm very understanding that nothing in my life is shitty. My life is pretty freaking great. But from the perspective of me being successful, it's a dumper for me. I feel like a little shitty loser, maybe a hot shitty loser, but I don't always feel hot either. So then I just have days where I'm just a little loser loser. So again, back, back to the point. I cannot unlock this part of me that can look at all of these cute little trinkets of life that I've collected and be proud of it. I can't look at my two degrees that I got before I was 23 and be proud of myself because it feels like that was never an option not to do that. That just was something I was supposed to do. I look back on my life and I think about how I didn't go to med school. And then I sometimes let that define my whole life and why I'm so miserable in my job. It's a, oh, well, if I had, you know, buckled down and actually done med school, I would have a real fulfilling job. But I don't think that's the case. Med school would have been hell. And I know people who are in med school. I know people who are out of med school that don't think it's all that's cracked up to be. And I'm sure that if I took a time machine back to all of these critical points in my life where I've made decisions that I look at now and I wonder if it was the right one, I'm sure that if I went back and made those decisions, they would still feel wrong. They would still not be enough. And how fucked up is that? How cruel is that to treat myself that way? And why? Where did that pattern start? And why can I not break it? I keep thinking that once I get a better job, that once I reach some goal, I'm going to all of a sudden feel fulfilled. And I know myself. I know that's not going to happen. I'm going to get to that next step and be ready for the next thing. And it's going to be a, oh, when I do this, then I'll be ready for this. If when I do this, I'll be happy. The truth is that's always going to be out in front of me. It's never going to be with me. I'll always be chasing it unless I make a change. And I actively try to do that, but I don't think enough credit is given to how impossibly difficult it is to change these patterns when it's what you've grown up with, when it's what you've had instilled in you through culture, through environment. And it doesn't always affect everybody the way that it affects people like me. Some of us are a little sensitive, okay? (laughs) I am just a sensitive little guy about things. I don't think people who look at me from an external lens would see that, but the few people that I let in and let close, they definitely know that about me. I am not as tough a person as I make it out to be, and it means a lot to me what I achieve and what I accomplish, and that is directly tied to my self-image and my self-worth. So again, because I'm in my influencer era, I can't just be a downer, okay? This is me being real with you. I have been very open about my shitty little habits towards myself, and since I want to inspire you and not just, you know, complain about my life and how messed up and weird I am. I thought that it'd be cool to actually force myself to make a list of things I'm proud of. And I would like to also preface this with the credit that is due because this is all directly inspired by Zach, 
Again, my husband, Zach. He's an angel. He's an ally. We love Zach. He, this was like a whole conversation we had recently where he asked me what I was proud of. And I literally could not answer. He, he started naming people and he said, okay, what does this person have to be proud of? And I would just like immediately come up with something. What does this person have to be proud of? Oh, they're a really good person, blah, 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 blah. They did this. And then he would go back to me after doing this whole cycle of people. And then I would just stop and have nothing. And then he would roll his eyes in classic Zach fashion and be like, dude, you're so weird. <laughs> So uh, I love you, Zach. Thanks. If you're listening to this, you probably are. I probably made you listen to this. Um, but this is inspired by you. So here is my list. I am ashamed to admit how long it took me. Okay, I forced myself to do it. There aren't that many, but it is a list of things that I'm proud of. Are you ready? Number one, stained glass. This was the only one I could come up with after thinking forever the night that Zach and I had that conversation. I am very proud of my stained glass. It is really fun to me. It's like the first thing that I've ever experienced a catharsis in hobby wise. And I love it. I think it's great. And I'm proud of myself not only for sticking with a hobby, even though I was not immediately good at it, but I'm also proud of myself because I do kind of feel like I've improved a lot and I am kind of good at it. And it's also just nice and relaxing and it's fun. So there's number one. Number two is I am proud of how I create relationships with people. I think it is one of my top values in life and I'm very proud of myself for that. I have a healthy marriage. I feel like my friends are just the coolest people and I'm always inspired by them. And I love being a safe place for people. I love that people feel like they can come to me and find shelter and that is all I could ever want. So I am very proud of myself for maintaining that level of relationship. Number three, I am very proud of what I have accomplished in therapy. Okay, funny story. I made a joke once at a bad time and I got put on, I got myself put on a little list. A little list. I was joking, okay? But to be honest, I needed to go. There were a lot of other underlying things and um, it was probably the best thing that I ever did. And I officially graduated from therapy yesterday. So that's pretty freaking cool. And I'll still go for some preventative care type stuff, but I have made amazing strides in my mental health journey just in the past two years. So slay, good for me. I am, this is a silly one, but I am proud of how many books that I've read in the past couple years. Especially after my master's degree, I just did not want to read books. I was so done with reading. Too much required reading, too much research, too much study. I didn't want to touch a book. I read all, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I was reading like maybe one to two books a year. I read 25 books last year, and that was super cool. And my goal this year is to read 30 books, and I've already read four. I am proud of how much I've read and how much I stay read. Stay read? Yeah, I'm proud of that. And I must give credit where credit's due. The catalyst for this, this new reading adventure that I've been on was Sarah J. Moss. Sarah J. Moss? I don't know. And I started with A Court of Thorns and Roses. I didn't realize what it would turn into because I didn't do my research. I gifted that book to my mother for Christmas. And around book two, I regretted it because it is full on smut. 
And my mom was a little too stoked about it. And, you know, more power to her. But I did feel a lot of embarrassment for gifting my mom a smut series for Christmas. I need to do my research. And those books were fun. Like, everybody loves those books. They're great. I'm bored. I'm bored of Sarah. She's awesome. She's so talented. She has so many freaking books. So many books. Like, I... I'm still on the last book of Throne of Glass, and it's a very good book. I'm just tired. I'm weary. So I had to switch gears. I'm like halfway through uh, the, what is it, Kingdom of Ash, and I had to just switch gears, change up the, the writing style a little bit, and um, I'll, I'll make it back. But And she's great. I have no, no qualms about Miss Sarah. She's, she's killing the game, but I need a little bit of variety. I need variety is the spice of life and it is also the spice of reading and I just needed to switch up the voice a little bit. So hence why I read four books this this year already. Five actually ish. Yeah. So uh, Sarah, you're great. She's a great way to get back into reading. I would highly recommend. Maybe just take some breaks between series. It's, it's good advice. Trust me. And finally, I am very proud of the way that I can bring joy and laughter to other people. I think that laughter is the best medicine. That sounds really fucking dumb. Actually, I take that back. I think laughter and humor are one of my highest values. I know I said that about relationships, but humor's up there too, okay? Fun fact, my really cool manager at work had us do this for this five values assessment. And you basically have like three billion, not really, three billion pieces of paper that you have to sort through. And you have to determine which of all of those papers are your top five values. And when we're all done, we all as a staff go in a circle, everybody's sharing their values. And we were just sharing our top one. And I'm somewhere in the middle. So we go, we go through this circle, start at one end. I'm just all like immediately, I'm dreading my turn because the people in front of me are humility god's will um what there was like compassion and then another god's will and then you know what i follow that up with humor that was my value and then the next person next to me was god's will i think i got the assignment wrong i didn't read the instructions because i sounded like a fool i was the only one that put that i was the only one that didn't put something deep but i stand by that i love humor i think laughter is the best thing ever and I love bringing a little bit of my silliness to work and to my friends. And I like being a funny little guy. It's fun. And if I'm being completely honest, if it weren't for humor, one of my many last straws could have very easily been my 13th reason because I'm so fucking done. If there's one thing, I am so fucking done. And I've got to laugh it off. I have to just look at the world and find humor in it because nothing else is going to get me through the day. If I can't laugh at myself, if I can't laugh at other ridiculous people, what am I even doing here? And that's why humor is so important to me, because I would have lost it. Is it. You know what my therapist told me one time? Depression is a disease for intelligent people. And I really, I really get that. I think too much. And sometimes to stop the thinking, I just have to be funny. I have to make myself laugh, make somebody else laugh. I have to see the comedy in our tragic life. So I did it. I did my little list. Where's your list? Do it now.
go to your stupid notes app and write a list. You don't even have to do as many as me. I think I did four or five. Just go do like two things that you're proud of yourself for. Because I know some of you are like me. Some of you are really fucked up in the head and you cannot take a win for what it is, which is a win. And I get it. I see you. Let's try to make that change this year. Okay, let's do it. Let's hold each other accountable for that. That's a good, that's a good goal. And as always, I would also like you to let me know what your last straw is. Because we all have them. I had a hard time choosing mine this week. I, w- I had a little bit of a drama week. There's probably a hormonal reason for that. I, w- I should probably go check my calendar. Uh, or maybe not. Maybe You know what? Maybe I stop invalidating my little crises, okay? But deadass, I do think that it's a hormonal reason. Uh, so please tell me your last straw. I would like to know. And I also would like you to subscribe and rate and tell people that I'm nice to listen to. I think that maybe I have a voice for radio. I don't know. Probably not. I don't think I'm a low enough octave for that. Maybe if I lower my voice and talk like this, a little breathier, maybe then you'll subscribe and share and rate and comment. And come. I don't know. I feel like I'm trying too hard. I'm just going to go to bed. Um, It's actually very late and I decided to do this on a whim. So I'm going to go sleep. Please do what you will. If you never want to speak to me again or listen to me again, I understand. I don't know what that was, but I'm leaving it in because I, for some reason, took some time and did that. And I warned you that I wasn't going to try to be polished and perfect. So that's staying in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about it. Please keep listening. Please. I enjoy doing this and I want to keep doing this. So don't shun me just because I did something weird because that's going to keep happening and I need you to support me. So yeah, I hope that you did not have the level of existential crisis that I had this week. I hope that you are as happy as the little frogs that are serenading us in the background. I hope that you're a little frog this week. And if not, We should all strive to be happy little frogs. And before I go, thank you so much again for listening to episode three of My Last Straw. Keep it coming. My name is Kaylee. I appreciate you so much. And I just think you're a rock star. So keep keep living life. Be a happy little frog. I'll talk to you next week. Anyway, bye.